Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sea Latte, where we talk all things simpler living, wellness, lifestyle, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denise, and co-hosting with me is Pana. So grab your morning latte and take your first break with us. Upcycling and minimalism. What comes to mind when you hear that? Do you think recycle and reuse? Or do you think, okay, let's throw stuff away? Don't throw everything away. It doesn't work like that. Being a minimalist doesn't mean that you're going to rummage through your household and get rid of everything. Minimalism, by definition, is about avoiding the unnecessary and more about simplicity, utility, and elegance. Just because there is space available, it doesn't mean it needs to be filled. What's that famous phrase again, Pana? Less is more. Less is more. The less clutter you have, the more space you can enjoy. Yep. So let's talk the concept of less is more, specifically pertaining to minimalism. Now, to me, minimalism is, again, living in a clutter-free space where you have exactly what you need. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, many might interpret minimalism as being frugal, but it's really spending your hard-earned resources on things that you find most valuable to your life specifically, versus consuming to consume and later on disappointed that the item is not being fully utilized. Furthermore, the most common misconception is that minimalists suffer and sacrifice by having less, leading to less interesting experiences, which is the exact opposite of why someone would choose this lifestyle to begin with. That's exactly why I downsized from a two-story home to a two-two, leading to less cleaning and more me time. Funny you say that because I recently came across a comment when watching a minimalism video. The comment was, I'm a minimalist because I don't like to dust. (laughs) I couldn't (laughs) agree more. I thought that was hilarious, but true. Now, in addition, the concept behind it is the intentional use of resources you already have. So as Denise mentioned earlier, we don't need to start anew on this journey. And it really isn't about having that perfect minimalist aesthetic. Again, it's about living clutter-free in all aspects of our lives, even digitally, i.e. emails and subscriptions. And financially, a great example would be living debt-free. Now, when someone comes to my home, they don't see a loft that looks minimalistic in design, but they do see a clutter-free environment where every item down to the TV remotes have a home and thus remains continuously organized. So the reactions I get are 50-50. I'll either get your place is so nice, it feels so warm and inviting, or I'm getting the your place is so empty, you need to add more furniture. Now, when I first heard about minimalism was actually through you and another friend of mine. And I realized that I possessed items that haven't been touched or even looked at in years. And I questioned myself, why do I have this? So I started off in the smallest section of my house, the closet, and it went on from there throughout the month. Again, baby steps. With the accumulation of these items, some have been donated and others have been sold on eBay that were still like new. As I tell my customers, if it's sitting in storage doing nothing, you may as well have it sit online to be viewed for a potential sale. So you mentioned eBay. It's funny you mentioned that because I just sold a luxury item on a similar app just the other day. It's a great feeling when an item no longer serves a purpose in your life, but gets a second chance in someone else's. And with buying secondhand or pre-love, you'll often find top quality items for a fraction of the cost 
versus going to, for example, Ikea or other furniture stores and buying retail price only to be disappointed with the quality or how I like to say the lack of craftsmanship. If you've listened to episode four, (laughs) (laughs) again, I'm someone that prefers quality over quantity. So it's a huge pet peeve of mine if I buy something at retail price and it doesn't meet the demands of the price tag. So last year, we moved from one part of downtown to another and was in search of some uniform furniture pieces. We were lucky enough to score basically a coordinating set on Facebook Marketplace for something nominal like $50, retailed at well over $1,000. I mean, Denise, you saw both pieces when you were here recently, right? Oh, yeah, that was a steal for sure. Another community-based app that I came across recently through Clubhouse is one where you can barter or sell for profit. For example, the other night, someone posted that their chickens laid eggs in excess and needed to get rid of them before they spoiled. So basically, they were giving away free eggs. How cool is that? I love when you can barter with your neighbors. Again, it's just a good feeling leading to less waste as we posted about during our Earth Week campaign. Now, I'll be sure to include a list of some of my favorite resale apps in my Insta stories if anyone is curious. Sorry, I'm still thinking of how you only spent $50 purchasing furniture like that on an app. (laughs) Well, there you go, folks. Buy pre-loved items or reuse your own stuff by giving it a new look. That's all for today. Thank you. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I live in busy Orlando with endless amounts of hotels. And I was driving home one day past a hotel that was being renovated and saw that they were tossing out their wooden end tables. So I just took one out of their hands, something that would have costed me about a couple hundred. I ended up getting it for free. Talk about upcycling, right? (laughs) Yep, that's exactly it. On that note, with upcycling, you're basically taking a simple material and creating something of equal or higher quality than the original. So something you'll get more use out of. For example, I love soy candles by Sand and Fog. And once it's been burned down completely, I use the glass jars for my plant decor or bathroom toiletries. Yep, and I do simple things like upcycling old sauce jars to house things like rice, flour, nuts, and seeds, you know, like how our parents did. We can go on and on, but it may be best for you to see our highlights on Instagram under Earth Week. Now, here's a topic Pana and I know all too well. Fashion! I love fashion and how trends always make a comeback, especially because there's quite a few items that I own that are good quality, purchased at an awesome price, and heck yes, will be reused in such comebacks. I speak for both of us when I say that we've mastered the art of remixing, the old with the new. But before we get into that, Pana, you've been talking about capsule wardrobe for a while now. So can you tell us about that? So by definition, a capsule wardrobe is a collection of a few essential items of clothing that do not go out of fashion. So like your staples, which can then be augmented with more seasonal pieces. Another definition is a practice of editing your wardrobe down to your favorite clothes, clothes that fit your current lifestyle, where you can remix or interchange them regularly, ultimately shopping less often and more intentionally. So the kind of definition that I personally abide by. Now, an excellent quote to support this found on goodtrade.com is fast fashion and our consumers culture have tricked us into believing that we must own everything. Although I was never huge into fast fashion, since I pretty much always believed in quality over quantity, I did, however, fall for the consumerism ways, especially when living in the Bay Area. I mean, when your circle of friends are constantly consuming, you don't want to feel like the odd man out, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, you start feeling inadequate if you're not up to date on all the latest trends like them. 
fast forward to today, although I don't just own 25 to 50 pieces of clothing, which is standard in most capsule wardrobes, I do practice being more intentional with my purchases, such as only buying when I absolutely want a particular item or if something needs to be replaced. Now that I'm in my 40s, I know my style and feel I've curated the perfect wardrobe based on that, and most pieces harmonize well with others in my collection. Now, occasionally I'll add a piece or two per season, but mainly if the item is on sale. And again, if it goes with other clothing articles in my closet. Can I just say that's one of the most sustainable things people can do in fashion. Again, as we said, trends always make a comeback. So why not fashion sustainably within reason, of course? I've always been one to reinvent styles, as you stated earlier. So, you know, since the 90s are back for another season, I'm ready to pair up some of my DIY tie-dye t-shirts with some white terry cloth shorts that I also tie-dyed last summer for that perfect tie-dye set. Everyone's still trying to get their hands on, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The shorts are actually from the mid-2000s, so here they are making a comeback, and thankfully I can still fit in them. How does that one thing go? Why buy when you can DIY? Both of those projects, along with others, can be found on my Insta highlights. Now, when I do have to bid a piece farewell because it's either withered and needs to be trashed, replaced, or just no longer serves a purpose in my closet, I Marie Kondo it. Huh? As silly as it sounds, I thank the piece for serving a purpose in my life at one point and send it off to its next home. It's intentional living at its best. Every decision you make, you're being, again, intentional, whether it's consuming, dumping, repurposing, etc. You're basically consuming less, thus minimizing your carbon footprint. I mean, isn't that our ultimate goal? It's the clothing afterlife. <laughs> yep. You mentioned reinventing, and I remember having a couple of jeans that I would make into shorts. Have you ever done that before? Yep, all the time. <laughs> One thing I still don't get is how those jeans would fit tighter after cutting them short, but... Yeah, I don't either. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, get creative, you guys. Reinvent your wardrobe, household, or whatever you feel that can be worked on. This episode isn't to say never shop again, but as Pana mentioned, don't fall into consumerism. If you feel the need to shop, shop smart or your closet. Now, to end this discussion, have you heard of the term deficit advertising? Yes, being in sales, but go ahead and explain to everyone. In a nutshell, it's a concept that advertisers use to prey on your fears and insecurities, basically indicating that you're inadequate, as I mentioned earlier, unless you have that particular item that they're trying to sell you. Yeah, just like commercials and their subliminal messages, whether it's companies demanding you to pick up the phone and call with your credit card or that good looking couple riding in a hot sports car. (laughs) (laughs) Denise, do you remember that one South Park episode where the grandma was addicted to QVC? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, can you remember your credit card number? (laughs) Right. (laughs) The epitome of this whole chat. (laughs) Yup. Now it's time for today's product highlight, coconut bowls. I first heard about coconut bowls through Instagram, and while it looked like a fun way to enjoy a healthy meal, what really drew me in was their purpose. Billions of coconuts are gathered and used for their water and white meat. Unfortunately, 99% of the shells go to waste and often burn, which releases carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Instead, why not make these discarded items into something beautiful, fun, and resourceful? As mentioned on the Coconut Bowls website, their mission is to replace plastic with natural products and in doing so, inspiring a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. I've even gifted a set to my sister who enjoys them when at the beach. By the way, Pana, how are you loving your set? Well, I'm loving it for the gram, you know, because that's why I bought it. But (laughs) no, seriously, I really do love it. 
I love buying anything that promotes greener living, so we'll definitely use it, especially on my travels. I like the fact that it's super lightweight, so definitely a bonus. And for those who want to get their hands on a set, I'll have a discount code linked in our show notes. Now, this is the end of our show. We hope this episode will help shed some light during your transition into a more sustainable and clutter-free lifestyle. Tune in next week where we'll talk earthing for those working from home, the power of plants and essential oils with a special guest and aromatherapist. I'm your host, Denise, and for more of my moments out in the open, you can follow me at Denise Behind the Lens. That's Denise with a C. You can also follow us on Instagram at Cialatte2020. See you, latte. latte.